with us here, Amalgam Comics and Coffee House, and we have, oh my God, a fellow podcaster in the building. Introduce yourself and your podcast to the nation. Hello, my name is Michael Robertson Reed, and my podcast is the Punk Rock Barbershop. Punk Rock Barbershop, that sounds serious, dog. What's, what's the 30-second pitch on a Punk Rock Barbershop? Black artists talking about their white influences. Ooh, 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 I love it. I love it so much. That is so dope because I can be talking about Batman because he's a white guy. So uh, that is so dope. Now, you're here with your family. You're here with your wife, Naomi, and your son, Mercer, who is decked out as an astronaut of all places. Where did that come from, man? So honestly, we were originally trying to dress him up as the Miles Morales Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He's got the hair. He's got, you know, he's got the melanin. He's even got the sneakers. He doesn't have them on now. They're at home. We ordered it, the costume was way too big, so we have to wait for next year. We had an astronaut costume, so we figured, okay, we can do an astronaut, and we're telling people that it's a tribute to Mae Jemison and mm. Gion Bluford. And for the people who may not know, Gion Bluford, uh, amazing pioneering black astronaut who's from Philly. Philly native. Yes, indeed. And Mae Jemison. Mae Jemison, I believe, was the black first black woman in space. That's right. Uh, and the... The main reason that I know about Mae Jemison is I was a huge Star Trek The Next Generation fan, and there was an episode that she was on. And my brother, who is an aerospace engineer and is like one of the people who really hit me to Doctor Who and Star Trek, original and TNG, he pointed her out and said, that's Mae Jemison. There you go. Yeah, I think she was on as like, uh, she was in Starfleet, like a general or something like that. Yes, yes, she was. Yeah. Cool. So you're a Star Trek head, man. Yeah, mostly next generation. I personally love the, eh, love like the J.J. Abrams Star Treks. A lot of the purists didn't like his films. I liked them. They were cool. Although, honestly, I have not watched Discovery yet, so I can't speak on Discovery. You're missing some good stuff. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. You know, I'd, uh, there's so much TV to watch. Who can who can take it all in? I feel you. And especially now being a, uh, a podcaster, the punk rock barbershop, what gave you the, the inspiration for that? Uh, so, honestly, um, I grew up in very white environments, a lot of black environments, but like in high school, I was one of three black people on my school bus, which I was honestly at peace with because it was kind of what I knew. So I, you know, my high school experience was listening to Weezer, Pink Floyd, The Beatles, uh, Blue Oyster Cult. I always felt like a weirdo as I connected with other black folk who were into air quotes, non-black stuff, I decided to really lean in to my biography. And um, yeah, so there were, in listening to a lot of podcasts, I noticed that the the conversations when they involve black artists, I thought were very just like limiting and very narrowly focused. And I noticed that there was a certain amount of black artists who had white artistic influences. And I just thought like, oh, that's super interesting. And I actually want to know more about that, particularly from black artists who aren't necessarily from, who are, you know, from very, very overtly black spaces and and are maybe sometimes in uh, art forms where there's a lot of very candid uh, comments about white people. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Just wanted to lean into that. That's nice. I like that. I like that idea. Punk Rock Barbershop. Look for that on your podcatcher of choice, ladies and gentlemen. Check it out. It sounds pretty, pretty cool. We're here celebrating Halloween. Are you a fan of Halloween? Absolutely. Anything that involves candy, I love. 
man after my heart. Did you have a favorite Halloween candy that you like to look for when you looked in the bag? Yeah, the, the tiny Snickers. Yeah? Yeah. You Snickers guy? I've, all the way. Like, if I could somehow eat Snickers every day for the rest of my life and not become a diabetic and lose all my teeth, I would absolutely do it. That's cool. I, I, I represent for that. Are you a scary movie fan? I'm honestly not. Scary movies give me, like, the heebie-jeebies, so I... <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I run away from them. Well, you remember the, the, the one that, like, really terrified you? Honestly... It wasn't the movie itself, but talking about it later, I didn't see The Exorcist until I was a senior in college, so like 1999. And then hearing that it was based on a true story, that like really freaked me out. Also, my parents lived, they were still living in Northern Virginia at the time, and The Exorcist took place in Georgetown in DC, so I yeah. thought Linda Blair could like try to vomit <laughs> on my dad or something. That's cool. I'm, I'm looking, I noticed that your, your wife, Naomi, she is decked out in a, a lovely tutu, as I she see. Uh, Naomi, if you don't mind, if I can ask you, are you a fan of Halloween? I am. I'm quite the fan of Halloween. Um, yeah, I, lo I love the season and mm -hmm. I love dressing up. I love being obscure, uh, having obscure costumes. So, yeah. yes, yeah. Do, do you have, like, uh, what is your, like, your favorite Halloween costume you've, you've tried it out so far? Um, so one year I did Cloudy with a Chance of Rain. That took a lot of work. Wow, yeah. <laughs> well, so, yeah, I, I, you got to explain that yeah, one. I, so I glued uh, cotton balls all over myself, and um, I had these really cool, like, metal earrings that kind of look like raindrops. And then I just like held, it's very concept. So I had an umbrella and I kind of just like kept doing like this all over the place. You can't see that because we're not, you know. You, but no, yeah. I feel you. But uh, yeah, yeah. That's cool. So being pulled by the wind. Exactly, exactly. So do you have anything special planned this year for Halloween? No. So this will be our second Halloween with this guy, the first time that he's walking. So we uh, young just. Mercer. Yes, young Mercer. So we just uh, came from a Halloween event. Um, and then we're going to head over to another Halloween event. So we're just like Halloweening it up today. And then we might go trick-or-treating on Thursday. Is that when Halloween is? Yeah. It's yeah. Thursday. That's yeah. Right. yeah. Do you have a favorite Halloween candy? Um, the Tiny Snickers. Is that how y'all met over the... <laughs> over like the <laughs> yeah, it's... Tiny Snickers don't last long in, in the Robertson Reed household. I got it. It's, it's bad. It's bad. Like, if you get one bag, you got to get two, because it's one, it's one bag per person. Jesus. Okay. Are you a scary movie fan? I am. I am. Oh. I love scary movies. Um... I'm trying to think. What is my? How does that work in the in the household where uh, uh, Mr. Reed is sans scary movie? He refuses. Um, so I, yeah, I watch American Horror Story and any anything scary. I, I'm usually watching, um, and I watch in another room. <laughs> he's never around. He's he's nowhere close. If he's in the house, he might not be in the house. Wow. He's like no 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 no. no, no, no. I don't want to near me. Yeah, no. I won't even be until an hour after exactly, it's over. Exactly. I want all the demons to, to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have like a fair, uh, favorite scary movie? Um, so I, as a kid, I liked It, um, mm. which is probably why I'm afraid of clowns to this day. Everybody's afraid of clowns. I can't. I don't, I don't do clowns. Like no clowns? Nope. Really? Um, no. No, and it's funny. Unfortunately, one of my staff people, they are, they are a clown. But like in like their treated. free time, yeah, and it's like I, I will, I love, I love you, but I will never see never you, you. <laughs> in your clown outfit. So yeah, that don't, I don't do clowns. Um, 
it was my favorite. I also read the book as a child, again, mm. thus why my fear of clowns. Um, what else? I um, I really liked Interview with a Vampire. I don't know how scary. Yeah. I think it, was, it wasn't that scary. I think it was more spooky than it. And just the idea of... Um, uh, what was her? What's her name? Being like a, a little child vampire. Yeah. It was like really cool. To me. Right. So so yeah. Uh, Winona Ryder. No. What no, was her name? Oh. Winona Ryder. I can't. For the life of me, I can't remember her name. I can't remember. Yeah. 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 But no, no, you're right. And that is uh, interviewing with vampires all about the atmosphere. Yeah. And yeah, and all of that. And I also read those books as well. So that I think Anne Rice. Yes. 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 Oh, so you're 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 a big Anne Rice fan? I've read a couple of her books. Yeah. So I tried to read um, that the Feast of All Saints. Mm -hmm. I tried to read that. That was intense. So I think I put it down after a little. I was like, okay, I'm not mentally prepared for this. Um, but yeah, I've read some the the vampire like her vampire books and all that stuff. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. All right. yeah. You uh, just a quick plug. There is a podcast called The Ghouls Next Door. They actually like talk about horror, okay. and their most recent episode is they're looking at the works of Anne Rice. Oh, that's cool. Okay, so I got yeah, I gotta listen. Check gotta that listen. out. The Ghouls Next Door on the podcatcher. Ghouls Next Door. Ghouls okay. Next Door. Check okay. Them Check them out. Yeah. All right. And and then I am loving Mercer's uh, astronaut costume. Yeah. We talked about that, and Michael yeah. gave us the four one one. I also had an idea. I wanted him to play. I wanted him to be uh, <laughs> Will Smith. In um, a, a movie that does not exist, but like in my head, I thought about this movie where like the first black teenager would go into space and Will Smith would play that character, like Will okay. Smith in the 90s. Right. So for me, Mercer is Will Smith in this unnamed, you know, first black teenager to go into space movie from the 90s. Okay. <laughs> so he's the, he's the fresh prince of outer space. He's the fresh prince of outer space. That's what he is. So. You can still do it. You can That's make it happen. It'll be tomorrow. There you go. There you go. That's easy to do. Mercer's going to be the fresh prince of outer space. Outer space. I like it. I like it. That is epic. That is so epic. Thank you so much, Naomi, Thank for talking you. to me. Yes, thanks. Thank you. All right, have a good one. You too. All right, we're here at Halloween Comic Fest at Amalgam Comics. And look, ladies and gentlemen, I've yet another triple has come into the building. Oh, hello. Hi, guys. It's Star Tribble. What's up? Meow. <laughs> is, that, is that you like your costume? I mean, I couldn't audio cat. Yes, audio kitty. <laughs> audio kitty. And we have another triple in the building. It is Marisol is here, and I forget your triple designation. It's Amazona Boricua triple. It's a long. It's a long name. Amazona Boricua triple. There you go. It's like. The Boricua Amazon, you know, because Amazons, you know, they're in Temesquira. Boricuas are, you know, Puerto Rico. It's like this sisterly bond, you know. Mm. All I know is I'm standing in the middle of <laughs> an Amazon sandwich. <laughs> it's an Amazon sandwich right here, ladies and gentlemen. If you know Storm Trouble and Marisol, especially Marisol is sitting here literally, and I do mean literally, it's Supergirl in the building. Wait, which is the one that you do? That's what it, it's just more volume. Okay. <laughs> that was a very... I feel like I see... That was I like hear, a library. I feel like here the introductions, you're like, bra, 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 and I'm yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> like, power up. Well, that's what it is. That's what yeah. it is. So now, I know you're a huge Supergirl fan, Marisol. I am, sure am. Yeah. I love me some Supergirl. Where did that start? It started by way of Wonder Woman. 
Really? And then a friend was like, well, you should, like, read Supergirl. I was like, I don't know. Like, is she, like, too, like, not, how do you explain it? Like, not strong enough. Like, I, lo I love me, like, a strong, independent, like, superhero, mm -hmm. regardless of their gender or, like, just want someone that's smart, that's witty, that's, you know. And my friend was like, well, yeah, you should try. You should try her. And... They tried to introduce me via Batman Superman comics. Okay. Did not like how that was written. Mm. But it helped me kind of go through the older comics and see what was going on. And then I, you know, Randy's here, aka Super Triple was here at Amalgam, and I talked to him about it. And then I just got signed up on the subscription and just kept following the storyline. And I love I love Supergirl. She's great. She's phenomenal. Nothing wrong with that. You actually introduced me to a uh, a trade. We did a kind of like a swap of of comic books, and you gave me a Supergirl trade um, that was really really cool. I really dug it. Now I got to find the rest of the rest of the story. Yeah, just go give me one part of the story. I'll give you. I will give you the other trade to follow up on that storyline yeah. because I love me some. It's like Supergirl, just how she's never really shown a lot. Mm -hmm. Or even in the show, I don't think they started getting to that point and then they did two seasons of whatever that was and now they're coming back to it. Yeah. It's basically, you know, she's older than than Superman. You know, she has a, that's right. yeah, so she has a lot of she grew up there for longer, so she has a lot of this mentality of this like customs and identity and like her 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 um intelligence and so mm -hmm. she has also this cultural class she has to she lives in like this right. cultural limbo that i enjoy because i too live in that limbo like many people and and the fact that she's just like finds out the truth about how her her entire planet was gone and she's like oh no it's payback time i'm going to find out who did this and now that i know their name no galaxy is going to be left untouched and i will start barbara if i have to and then she does it and she's like i'm not a nerd so i don't have to do this i don't have to abide by my earth rules that's true she I does can, yeah and she's like i'm not i'm not kal-el i can i will do this and then she does and it's phenomenal she gets to the bottom of it um and then lots of adventures ensue after that uh, including um crypto the dog, which I find very enjoyable. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I I love that storyline. I think it embodies a lot of of who she is, separate from you know Superman, separate from any other character. So that's why I enjoyed that run. It was very good. I'm curious, as being a fan of that storyline and that aspect of the character Supergirl, and you mentioning how you see similarities mm -hmm. in her that are in you, mm -hmm. does the comic book or the character in any way help you navigate? your life um i think it just makes gives it validation um it's basically the same reason why i really enjoy aquaman aquaman is also in a cultural limbo if you must say i mean he's they won't accept him in the land they won't accept him in the waters they undermine him when he's where he should be aka you know he should be in atlantis but they don't take him seriously and then he goes to earth and they make fun of him and then he has to deal with the justice league and whatever they're about you know sometimes they like poke jokes at him and he's like okay guys that's old so I think it's just affirming for anybody that's in that limbo of any type just you're in between two worlds you're trying to manage um, but it's also about being yourself and standing your ground when you feel like it's the right thing to do and when you're being your authentic self whether people accept that or not so I just think it's affirming especially being an adult now I guess it changes over time so being an adult now and like before I used to have to manage like corporate world and like 
code switching mm. and and then handling people making fun of my hair or making fun of your hair. Yeah, yeah. What is there to make fun of your hair? I would put it in a bun and people would get a kick out of that. Like when I just put it up, it was like a joke of the department. I don't know why, but those are one of the many examples people would do that or when I would um, mispronounce words because I would be speaking Spanish for a long time and come into the office and say something weird. They'd be like, oh my God, that's not how you say it. Ha, ha, ha. It's like, but I'm trilingual though. Like, mm-hmm. what language do you speak? Like, but anyway, it's just, it, it's very affirming to read a comment where it's like people are just trying to balance both worlds and just trying to do the best they can, learn from both sides and put that forward into something that's authentically you. So, Cool. You, y'all couldn't see the eye roll that I had when they were talking about your hair. Like, what? Just stop, stop, stop. I hope you gave them the big boot on your... Do you, you obviously don't still work with these people. Oh, yeah, no. Thank God. Did you give them the big boot? No. That's when you flip over a table. No, no flipping tables. I wish I had done that. But, you know, then there's negative repercussions to that. So, but I've made my case. They already knew. So they already knew they were doing the wrong thing later on but it's it's stuff that we have to deal with microaggressions or just conflicts according to where we grown up and how we're used to dealing with with conflict or just general interactions people may you may think you're doing the right thing somebody's like no that's not how it's received in this environment so it's just learning but i think it's for all ages you know you even you you go through these circumstances they'll put you kind of in between and those characters help Kind of, you know, make you feel okay that you're not you're not alone. So that's what I love about about that. Cool. We're here at Halloween Comic Fest. It's all about Halloween here in American Comics. It's free comic book day. People are coming and getting free comic books all left and right in the store. Where do you stand on a Halloween, Marisol? Um, I don't have an opinion about it. I mean, are you a fan of Halloween? I am in neutral. Really? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I guess growing up, I didn't like, yes, we did the whole costume thing and stuff, but I don't think there was like a lot of emphasis of like, oh, it has to be the most important thing that we do. Um, I'm enjoying it here, obviously, because I get to come in costume and that's fun. I like cosplaying and uh, just seeing what people's interests are and even getting into more uh, horror comics because right. um, the only one that I have experience with is Monstrous. Mm. Um, Good one. Yeah, yeah. And so just seeing why everybody's reading up front and <laughs> what's that face, Kevin? And <laughs> I wasn't ready for the Sour Patch and the Sour Patch Kid. <laughs> Did it get to the sweet part, though? Mm-mm. No, not yet. It was the blue raspberry. They're extra. Ooh, okay, I'm here. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> but- Kenny, did you have a face? Do you, where do you stand on Halloween? Um, I love Halloween. It was a big thing in my house growing up. Um, and I, uh, getting older, did a uh, little research into the origin of the actual event, and it, it made it a lot cooler for me. A lot of folks don't know it's, a, it's overall a mortality festival that combines with um, some, some pagan uh, festivals as well. So it is kind of like a hodgepodge of different things to observe. Um, and I feel like when all of those things are observed respectfully, you get a really good idea of what the point of the festival is. Um, so I, I just, I enjoy it. But getting into cosplay now, now that cosplay is a thing, it kind of takes Some the, of the... The, the weight off of, off of Halloween. But I, you know, I, I try to do like the gory stuff, the scary stuff for, for Halloween costuming instead of 
you know, anything else. Not yeah. because, of, you know, just because I get the chance to do everything else. Mm. A little bit more freer now that you can't really do really gory horror cosplay at a convention like that. I mean, you can, but... That's true. Right. You know, you're, you're going to frighten some people. Some folks get scared a little easily. I mean, that's... And that's the reason for the season. <laughs> so... I scare easily. Yeah. For being dressed up as Supergirl, I get scared easily. Like, if somebody comes in here in a clown costume, I'm out. Clowns? Clowns are, yeah. Since the first It that I watched. Oh, did you see my Instagram? No. Oh, my God. Am I going to be in fear? I will walk away. <laughs> you may be in fear. I do not like clowns. Clowns are scary. And you know what's funny? One of my sisters is a clown. Yeah. She does that for a living. And when her pictures pull up, I'm like, I'm signing out. Goodbye. Wow. I cannot. Oh no. <laughs> oh my God, is this a little kid? Why are you guys passing this down to generations? This is horrible. <gasps> oh God. Yes, it, it, is, it is it. Oh God. It's the new one though. They're, they're both equally scary. I, oh my God, there was one last Halloween, this kid in a clown costume was walking real slow. Right behind, I did not appreciate that. <laughs> I do not like clowns, it's just like a thing. I can feel you on that. I feel I you. Just, I mean, I like clowns, clowns don't scare me, but, they, they, but I can understand where they could be terrifying. They're not funny, they're not funny <laughs> in the 1800s, maybe. Today, in the 1800s, I, I don't didn't know, they originate like that, like that far along. I think that you originate further back than that, actually. Well, look at that. Kennedy probably knows. I don't know when they originated, but I know clowning's been a thing for a while. Um, I uh, used I to be... Judas a was a clown. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, too, was affected by it early on. Mm -hmm. um, so I did not like clowns for a long-ass time. But I challenged myself to get over that, that fear mm -hmm. and rewatched it. Primarily before the remake came out, because I was like, "Let so me you watch the, the original miniseries." Yeah, I was like, "Let me see if this if this holds up." And Tim Curry's performance is so so good. <laughs> Anybody that that can convince a whole generation of people not to like clowns is saying something. Um, and so for me, the new one is like, okay, the costume is terrifying, right? But the performance was. Ah. It was CGIE, whereas Tim Curry's costume was, but he was terrifying. Got you, got you. Where do you stand on Halloween candy? I know you're not a big fan of Halloween. Did you do you like the candy? I'm on the candy. You you're on the candy. candy? You have yeah. a favorite candy? When when you did go Halloween trick or treating, was there a favorite candy you looked for in the bag? I love me. What? I love me some Twix. Mm. That has not changed. If you give me Twix. You'll be my favorite person. I love me some Twix. Interesting. Of all kinds, left side, right side, upside down, <laughs> right side up, just give me the Twix. I just need a Twix. Just, if I am in a mood, I just grab a little bit of a Twix and just makes my day thousandfold better. Just nice. What about you, Kay? What's your like favorite Halloween candy? Um, the coveted one coming up was the Reese Cups. I was loving them Reese was Cups. It, whether it was the big ones or the tiny ones. Um, but yeah, the, the Reese cups overall were the, those, those were the bargaining tools. Those mm. were the ones if somebody had something, you know, you'd be like, all right, well, I'll give you a couple of Reese cups for them. You'd be like, what, oh, what, right. what size Reese cups though? Yeah, yeah. Um, back in the day, my grandmother's block, because we would start off at her house, right? So she could take the pictures. And then we'd go up her block and then we'd go from there. 
and one woman on her block gave out, Miss Alvarado, I'll never forget her, gave out full-size candy bars. Oh, okay. Like, she gave out full-size Snickers, yeah. full-size Twixes. Full, yeah, she just, right? she gave out full, and we were like, is this for us? Yeah, are we supposed to break this up? Like, like what? what? She, she's giving out the full-size candy. Yeah. Yeah, she would give out full-size candy, and she had a spread, too. She wouldn't let you choose, but she would give you the full-size Three Musketeers. It was it was heavy in your bag too. You felt real good. Like, yeah, man. You know. <laughs> now, now you did come up here, Kennedy, and write on the board because we're keeping a list of favorite Halloween candies. And you wrote on the board here, candy corn. I love candy corn. Oh, <laughs> I do you know? Candy corn is the clown of uh, Halloween candies. What I love most about candy corn is the fact that nobody loves it. So it's just more for me. Like, what do you, I mean, it doesn't even it. taste, it. it gets in your teeth. I, I mean, what candy doesn't get in your teeth? Um, I prefer the autumn candy corn, the one with the chocolate bottoms, as opposed to the orange ones. I don't even know. Yeah. I must it's still ill, it's still gross. I like, I like seasonal. I like the, the, the pumpkin ones. I like candy corn. All right. Well, there's got to be somebody. And it's something in, because in, there's, I think a substance is called neoprene. I forget what it's called. I know that. I've heard of that. Um, there's, yeah, right? There's other candies for other seasons that are made out of the same things. Like, mm-hmm. I know Valentine's Day is little hearts. Right. Um, but they don't taste the same. It's something about whatever's in candy corn that I appreciate. Now, I, I'll agree with you that those, I guess, neoprene, whatever the freak they're called, hearts, mm-hmm. gross. The candy, the, 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 the Christmas trees, gross. So I, I get it. Something about the corn shape. I, I love it. It's what a candy, little drop of honey. What kind of candy do you didn't like as a kid that you love now? This goes for the both of you. Ooh. That I didn't like as a kid, but I love now. That's interesting. That's a good question. Um, well, for me, I think it would be because I grew up loving like Three Musketeers was my favorite chocolate bar, um, and because of that, I I stayed away from Snickers. But now, speck of uh, almond Snicker, mm. Kenny will tell you like one one year for my for my birthday, she just gave me an almond Snicker, and I was like, I love you. Yes. Jeez, <laughs> um, I. I would say, yeah, I don't you, know. Have you lost the love for any candy? Um, gosh, I, I always loved candy, and I don't. I, was, I can't think of anything. I'll tell you what I used to love as a as a kid, and I can't eat anymore now. Later's, I used to. I used to live with a pocket of annihilators in my like Why can't you eat them anymore it's just something about the like the consistency of it doesn't do anything for me now i prefer well yeah because it used to be like real hard now it's kind of like gummy a little bit yeah they changed it for for our health they changed the ingredients oh that, that's what they did it for health reasons a lot of candy that we're like accustomed to as kids is completely different now because of FDA removing like preservatives. Oh, certain, okay, like all right. Like, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm sorry, this little baby astronaut is giving me life. He's so cute. With him, with him little jumpsuit. Yeah, he got his astronaut him, jumpsuit. Him, him going space. Um, character from Star Wars. That would have been. Him got uh, American flag on the side. Him going to space. Oh, so cute. Him, him, him an astronaut. Big, black babies in space. 
We'll yeah. definitely try to get him here yeah. <laughs> on the recordings. Uh, real quick before before we let you two go, do you have a favorite uh, Halloween and or scary movie besides Nightmare Before Christmas? That's a Christmas Which movie. Which is a Christmas anywhere. movie, but it does kind of, <laughs> you know, like skirt the line there. Jeez. Oh, um, mm, what do I love watching during Halloween? There's there's so many like I, I I like horror movies anyway so I I watch well, it could them. Could be a Halloween special? Is there a special like Halloween? Like are you a fan of the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown? You know, which I tried, nobody's repped for yet. I tried. You even talked to Super Triple yet? I, I tried to watch that the other night with Ice Girl Triple, and neither of us we were into it. We were like, what is this? <laughs> um, gosh, this is hard. I can't. I'm trying to look back on the last scary thing I watched, which rarely happens that I watch anything scary, so I'm trying to find... Was it Glitch? Did that just came out? Is that kind of scary? Glitch? I don't remember that one. I just remember seeing some semi-scary. It was pretty nice. I didn't know it was a horror till later. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, let me look it up. It's about this house that's, like, kind of, like, haunted a little bit. It's from this family that's, like... um, um, alienated from the rest of the of the um, of the community, and then there's these sisters, and one of the sisters try to practice some kind of witchcraft to protect the house from getting invaded by outsiders. But then um, this guy that pretends to be a cousin comes into the house and tries to get the riches of the house, and then all this stuff happens. It was really scary, at least do, for do me. Do you remember who's in it? Who's the actor that does? Um, Winter Soldier. Oh, uh, oh, oh, ooh. That guy. Sebastian. Sebastian Stan. Yeah. That guy. He's in it. It's relatively new. I liked it. It turned. It took a twist of events there at the end. So. Is that glitch or you're not sure of the title? I don't, I'm not sure of the title. So we have to look up Sebastian Stan's uh, IMDb. Yeah. You come up with a scary movie? Okay. I, I got to say probably The Addams Family. Oh, Are you kidding me? I not a scary movie. I didn't. You said a holiday season movie, right? Okay, all right, it fair enough. Definitely a Halloweeny movie. It's more of a love story, if you want to be specific. I love them. Which one? The first one. The only one. The one and only. One. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's not the only one, but okay. But how is that a love story? The the first one. Gomez and Morticia. Well, they're not even the main thing, main people of the story. They're, it's all about Fester. They're but. You watch it for... Go- I watch it for Gomez. <laughs> Don't ask my opinion on something and then give me crap for it. I remember the name. We have always lived in the castle. Bam. I looked it up. Wow. We have always lived in the castle. It's based on a book. It's a drama thriller, but it was scary yeah, for me. Um, <laughs> it's just because things turn. It's just... Yeah. I get scared easily. Don't... Clowns, you know. That's but fine. No clowns in this one. Thank God. I'm trying to think of what I would watch. Family, that's Adam's fine. Family is good. Family is good, and it is, it is now a certifiable, you know, classic. So I mean, I, I I like putting on a marathon. You know, you put on all the classics. You put on Jason. You put on Freddie. You put on Michael Myers, mm-hmm. and you just kind of let them rock and 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 go from there. Can't let them rock too far though, because then it gets a little woo. I mean, that's at that point, you know, in the party you've been drinking, and it's more so entertainment Final than fantasy? Final Fantasy. The first one. Where everybody's like dying. I think I saw the third one, and that was scary. There's a movie on, on Netflix that I started to watch um, a couple nights back called The Witch. Um, 
Oh, I heard that was good. Yo, I got... I got maybe 10 minutes into it. It's about this Puritan family in America that gets ostracized from their community and apparently are cursed by somebody and whatever ensues. All I know is that within 10 minutes of this movie, the oldest daughter was charged with watching the baby and she went out in the woods and she's playing peekaboo with the baby and she rings her arms away, the baby's gone, which was like, oh, right? What happened to the baby? <laughs> then we follow the baby into the woods who's being carried away by some, by some witch, I guess, we don't know. All I see is this baby laid out on the table with no clothes on and someone in the background with no clothes on and you see this person putting their hand over like waving their hand over the child and the, the person has a knife I said oh no I'm not watching this you're not gonna do this to me wow. Wow. I very rarely get squeamish over over slasher films over horror films I couldn't even get through it so I'm gonna try at some point this week to get through it and see if it traumatizes me real good alright we will see